0: Greetings listeners and welcome to On The Spectrum podcast, a show that explores the many complexities and diversities of being on the spectrum. We are your hosts, David and Lorena. Hello. And today we are talking about all the wonderments and the challenges that come with being a sibling of someone who is neurodiverse. And joining us today we have Emily and Amy. Hi. Well, Emily, nice. and Amy. A- Emily and Amy. Emily and Amy it's Emily. Emily, sorry Close we have Emily, we have Emily <laughs> and amy joining us today thank you very much for coming guys
1: no
2: worries um, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit
0: yeah why not you'll do a better version yeah. of the introduction
2: what, what, what do you want to know <laughs> whatever you want to tell us so i'm amy um and i have a younger brother who is neurodiverse so he was diagnosed quite late with autism. Um, he kind of slipped through the net. Um, but I say he's my younger brother, but he's 23 now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, had quite, um, I've sort of grown up with it. So, yeah. Emily.
1: Emily. Um, you
3: want to tell us about yourself?
1: I'm 10 and my brother was Eight when we found out that he was autistic
4: uh-huh.
1: it's been quite hard for him and he thinks that he can just do everything by himself and always make it in life uh-huh. but the fact is that he really does need help but he doesn't realize it okay mm-hmm. that's fine but you have another sibling have you how old um, is she or he She's called Ava and she's eight. Eight. Okay. How old is Callum? Um, He is 20. 20.
3: Nice. Right. Mm -hmm. So to start with, whoever that wants to pick up the question, um, tell us about a little bit your sibling, so Callum and Ben. What do they like? What they are good at? Because I'm sure they are good at many things. What they find difficult. Um, So tell us, do you want
2: Emily to start or do you want Amy to start? Do you want me to start? Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's fine. So, how would I describe Ben? So, I would say his strength, um, and what he really likes doing is bike riding. So that was something that, like, my dad introduced to him, or well, to both of us, like when we were like really, really young. Um, and if you were to see him on a bike, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that he has. Um, he has autism or that he's got learning difficulties you honestly wouldn't think it at all like he is amazing Um, he's also got an amazing sense of direction like he definitely got that gene that I didn't pick up Um, (laughs) because he'll sit on he'll sit on his laptop and he's able to like click through so you know on Google Maps and you can see like from the street view Mm -hmm. so he'll like click through and go he's able to go places that he's been in the car like with my parents like where they've taken him it might be like his old junior school that he went to, like he's able to like click through or even go down to because that's where my grandparents live. And he's able to like he knows the roots of places. Like if we ask him, Oh, so what motorway do you need to go on? He'll be like he'll be like M3. So he's having yeah. a sat nav. Yeah, yeah, literally, and I I didn't get that gene at all. I have no (laughs) sense of direction at all. So, yeah, I'd say those are his strengths. And also, he's got, like, an amazing sense of humour, like, amazing. Um, But I'd say what he finds difficult is moving from one thing to another. Mm -hmm. Um, So especially, which is why he's in a residential provision now, is he really struggled with, like, the transition from home to school, um, so there was like difficulties getting with him getting out of the car. Um, what else does he find difficult? He can get overwhelmed in certain situations as well if it's sort of the typical sensory difficulties that we know that they experience. So if there's loads of people and it's really busy, so for example... Um we used to be able to go like abroad on holidays mm-hmm. when he was younger, but then we had to stop at a certain point because he just found it really difficult. And I guess, you know, with airports, it's really bright. Like there's loads of people. Nice. Yeah, so he struggled with that. Um, but yeah, I would say those are his two main things, but yeah, has an amazing, like amazing personality. So, yeah, definitely shines through, which mm-hmm. makes it really nice as a sibling to have, like, that relationship with him because uh-huh. I know that some can struggle yeah, with yeah. that. What about you?
3: Emily, tell us about what that was someone that said to us
2: that. So, Callum,
1: he... Likes to um, make YouTube videos, which Mm -hmm. he started. And that's really calmed him down since he has been all stressed out and worried what he's going to do in life. But then. Once he learned that he could do that on his um, uncle's computer, he has just been more happy and he's been more talkative. But the. But his other strength is that he can start conversations really well and it's really nice to see him smile all the time. But then what happens is when we're somewhere, he's stopped coming on holidays with us as he's got overwhelmed really easily. He really likes to stay home though, but he's had difficulties with his friends and how they've all been leaving each other mm-hmm. to go their separate ways. And he just needs help to communicate, but he can't really, because he's worried what they're gonna say to him. So, yeah. And you
3: said that he likes the Star Wars, does he? Does he?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And what he does with Star Wars, he watches videos or he makes the videos?
1: He makes the videos so it so he can at least have a he thinks he'll be able to have a place in the world and he does it but he thinks he's going to be rich and famous but it's, it might not happen mm-hmm. which is quite sad mm-hmm. as well. Okay. That's but
0: cool. he's still doing something he loves to do isn't he? Yeah. yeah. so that's, that's nice and it's uh, positive for him isn't
3: it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
3: do you think that is helping as well to connect with other people that they like the same
1: things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. he's tried to sometimes but he's just so worried about communicating with other people but the good thing is that as he works um in a shop he has a lot of friends now and he can just go round to everybody in um in our hometown and say oh hi whatever your name is oh hi and they start a conversation and it just goes on and on
3: and he can remember everybody's names. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Oh, that's good. That's amazing. That's another game yeah. they
0: didn't pick up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, me too. I'm not
3: very good with names. I'm <laughs> <laughs> going <laughs> hey, That's fine. Uh, you were talking about before, about the Tiki monkey. Tell us about that.
1: So, what is that? Um, he likes this monkey called Le Monkey, which uh-huh. is supposed to be the king of the jungle. And mm-hmm. he loves um, Le Monkey because he won't stop talking about him and how chunky he is (laughs) and it just he's he's been like talking about him a lot but he always gets these new habits like so he has one thing monkey and then next he moves on to a game called dead space and then next he'll move on to like Shrek Mm -hmm. and then next he'll move on to I don't know something in the world that's funny Which is very nice.
0: So he's wow. quite passionate about these things. Yeah, he's he very wants to talk passionate. about them a lot. He yeah. can't
1: stop talking about. I them. see. It's sometimes <laughs> annoying, but it's nice both ways.
0: Nice because you feel like you know just as much as him, I suppose. Yeah. At this point, <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> a lot more. That's fine. Right. Um, when
3: did you find out that um, Ben and Callum were autistic, and how did it affect you guys as siblings? Um, so what happened when that? New came to the
1: family so I was I wasn't born yet when we found out that Callum was autistic it was when he was eight and he always went to the birthday parties but he just sat on my mum's lap and when he was a baby he never cried he would just keep staring at my mum and my mum thought this a bit um, weird so she took him to get diagnosed and turns out he had autism and so yeah that's how we found out
3: mm-hmm. and then you were told when you remember when you were told and you were explained by mum and
1: dad um, I was told when I was like seven years old okay you remember that day um, no but I remember I didn't understand them you didn't understand? I didn't understand them before because I didn't know what it was like for mm-hmm. autistic people so I just didn't, um, I just didn't really care as I was about two years old mm-hmm. but I became aware of it because he always went out the room when they, it was too noisy and I asked the parents about it and so they talked to me. Okay, well,
3: good.
2: Amy, you? Um, So that's a really good question. So because I was the older sibling, so there's three years between us. um, And I think... So basically, my mum said that the first time... Like, there were milestones that he missed, I think, like, when he was, like, a baby. And then she said that it was a babysitter or a childminder that initially brought it up, that I think that there might be... um, some signs and that you should maybe take him to see a GP or something Mm -hmm. so I think my mum did Um, but and I think first off he got the diagnosis of like global developmental delay Mm -hmm. and learning difficulty so we always knew there was that side of it and I think growing up you like because from an older sibling perspective I could tell maybe like his speech wasn't the same as maybe other children his age, and he was—he always went to um, special school, so I sort of always knew that um, that he had learning difficulties. But he didn't get the actual diagnosis of autism until not that long ago, actually. Um, yeah, I think as I mentioned earlier, he just massively slipped through the net. Um, and I can't remember how old he was. Um, I think it was before he went into his first residential place, and that was Mm. just before COVID, I think. So that was 2019. So I'd say maybe he got the diagnosis 2017, 2018.
3: Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was like he was
2: nearly an adult. Yeah, Mm. like really late. Um, But it makes so much sense now. Um, But I think as well, back then, the knowledge and the education around autism isn't the same as what it is now yes. like there's so much more awareness around it now that I think it would have been picked up quicker um but yeah
3: do you think that if it would have been picked up quicker something would have been different
2: yeah I do because I think even from like a parent perspective because I think there's not a lot of support out there mm. for parents in terms of okay, your child's got this diagnosis mm. and they're given it, but there's not necessarily yeah. okay, well what does that mean? And like what does that mean like as a for you as a family? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. what kind of support needs to be put in place? Like, for example, just simple things that because obviously I've like worked in it professionally as well. Mm-hmm. Like things like visual schedules, like ear defenders, like knowledge of that transitions are difficult. Like I think having that knowledge would have made so much difference, especially now because my dad took so many home videos of when we were younger, and now looking back at them, um, from an adult perspective, I can now see it really clearly. Like oh, like it's it's so it's so clear, Mm. Um, and it's it's quite sad to see as well because you could see like the communication difficulties that he had Um and I think that if like the visuals were put in place so much earlier mm. I think it would have helped I don't think necessarily it would have been like leaps and bounds to where he is now but I just think maybe it could have prevented the distress that he felt. Yeah.
0: Could have given him that extra support Um yeah, yeah. for communication and things.
2: Yeah, yeah. definitely um but yeah, I just sort of grew up with it. I didn't really know any, th- I didn't know any different. Mm. Um, yeah. I
3: think it's what we're talking about with family as well, that she said to dad, that this is how, this is how my family has been all the time, is it? You said mm-hmm. to that. like it is yeah. not, I didn't feel any different, but it's fine. Because sometimes I think that things, comes out thoughts comes out or come Mm -hmm. out um, experiences come out and then we have families or siblings listening in the other side and they might think oh actually that happened to me or Mm -hmm. this is how i feel or and it's good that they know that they are not on their own and i think that's why we did the podcast and we are doing the podcast is to come out and say you're not on your own and it's what you say is make people aware that this happens and if we can prevent things earlier if we can support people earlier much better, yeah.
2: Um, yeah. any question?
3: Anything else that you've had?
2: Um, to add? sorry, I don't know if I no it's okay. You? No, I was going to add something um, to what you said. What to do? that
3: was going I say, say like when you talk about family uh, traveling because mm-hmm. I mean I guess that I travel to Spain quite a lot as well mm-hmm. and then if we are doing something and all of the sudden it's like why we cannot do this anymore yeah why, why it was working before and it's not working anymore why it was going well and it's not going well anymore because I guess as parents you made these questions and the problem is that you, you don't know what to do why is what is wrong what to do why but at the same mm-hmm. time the environment out there is not probably the most friendly environment because i've been no.
4: in airports and then it's like yeah, oh. yeah there's a lot going yeah. on in airports. Light, noise, yeah.
3: people pushing here mm-hmm. and there it's like when you're like ah yeah. <laughs> at seven in the morning <laughs> i'm not a morning person <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i've got
2: communication barriers as well if i don't have a coffee yeah, <laughs> yeah no, definitely yeah sure. cause yeah because i think i because i think i saw it sort of growing up like the difficulties that would that would happen and how he Mm. would struggle so I think I sort of made sense of it but when you said that's it you said of like the reason the podcast is like not feeling alone and things is because I think that is really important because when I was at school there was no one that really had a like looking back no one sort of had a sibling like Ben like no one could no one could relate like they were all really lovely like i remember the girls that sort of i was friends with at school they were always like so good with him um do they understand so uh, good question um i think they knew that he had like learning difficulties and he needed extra support Um, But I don't think they necessarily knew what what it was that he had, but they were always like so lovely with him. And even like growing up and me and Ben would go to like holiday care schemes like during the summer Mm -hmm. and we would both go together. And I remember even then, like the kids were so good with him, um, which was which I think massively helped, even though they didn't have sort of the knowledge of what it was like they were always really good with him which was really nice but there would be the odd comment at school that people might make that I that was quite difficult um that yeah so that's something I did struggle with in school but I guess like looking back I think it is just the lack of awareness and knowledge around it like I think if they really understood what is going on they wouldn't have made those comments but yeah that is definitely something I struggled with
3: Family. How is
1: your? How are your friends with um, Callum? Um, have, have they met them? Yeah, they're actually good with Callum because as he works in a shop, they see him every day, and they normally have a conversation with him. And in school, they're like, they're like, um, your brother's really nice. He's kind, and we get that he might have a learning disability, but he's we still like him, whether or not, and they just go up to him and you can just see how it makes him feel when he comes home. He's like, I all your friends are really nice and it's just good to see that they're getting along. Okay, that's nice. That's so good. Play.
0: So we talk about sort of fi- family dynamics now and, and how, um, and how uh, your, your siblings sort of affect um, how you run things in your house and <laughs> whether there's anything that, where you have to sort of um, sort of cater towards, um, towards his needs to give him that extra support. And I just wanted to go into that category and see if there's anything there that you sort of, because um, you've grown up with it, you know, is there anything that you, you, you particularly have to do around the house or, or the way that the, the family unit works?
1: Um, yes, yeah, so normally we have to, um, it's quite hard for Ava to understand, so so if there's noises, Callum has to go away, but Ava doesn't understand that, Okay. and um, he normally gets up at like 10 o'clock and comes up, but he doesn't really know when he's hungry or not. Okay. so it's quite um it's quite hard for him as well and when if we're doing him at dinner or lunch because he doesn't really know if he's going to work or not so we have to um set him at a board to know when he's doing things we have this board for him and so yeah that's what we so do who's on the board? Um, it's all about what Callum's doing. It's like what when he's going to college or when he's doing his work. Okay. And it's like photos or symbols or how is the word or words? It's words at like what time, like six to ten or... okay.
0: I can and you see that when he looks at that, he's, he's more comfortable with what he's doing that day? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it just helps him sort of uh,
1: It helps him understand what yeah. he's going to do if he can go into town or go out with his friends if they're free. Okay. That's great. And what happened when he
3: gets... Because uh, someone told me that you're really good at helping him out. So
1: when he gets upset, he just goes into his bedroom and doesn't say anything. But I help him out by talking to him and understanding him or playing games with him. Okay, and what do you play with him? We play things like Smash Bros, which is one of his favourite games. Or he likes me to watch him playing Assassin's Creed or things like that
0: nice so he likes his video games then yeah or
1: he likes to show me his videos so far oh okay it's lovely
0: is that what he does on his YouTube channel then is it all video games and that
1: it's um. so he has this thing called Gary's mod which he uses where he can make characters move Oh. and like he's made one about a sandwich and somebody drowning a sandwich so they got arrested (laughs) which is very nice
3: And do you help your um, your sister to understand that Calumny is like a quiet, a quiet um, moment or he needs
1: his time? Do, I, you, do you help her? I do like tell her to stop, but normally she doesn't and she goes into beast mode and tries to attack me. <laughs> <laughs> that happens all the time. It's probably because he's a small eyes she? and she's little. Yeah, she doesn't really understand what he's going through. That's fine. She picked up. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, Maybe. how things are at home because I think you and me had a conversation in a car in one of these long journeys that sometimes we need to do a lot, <laughs> and then uh, this conversation about the siblings came out, and definitely we talk about the dynamics in the family, uh, and sometimes how you feel a little bit aside. I don't yeah. know if that's the word. I don't want to put words in your mouth, guys. I mm-hmm. want you to express that, and I want I want you to be. The one explaining that, but I think we had that conversation. Um, because it's like a contradictive feeling, is it like I love yeah. it at the same time? Sometimes it's like, it's my time
2: now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think how I can describe it is so I saw I saw this term actually like on social media not that long ago, and I think it sums it up like perfectly. It's not necessarily specific to siblings of um those that maybe have autism or learning difficulties, but also those that maybe have siblings that struggle with their mental health mm-hmm. or substances, or they just need more support in general. Or I think it was called something like, um, "like a, you're a glass child." And I saw that, and it really fit because it's okay. like it's as if like you're see through, and it's like they're the main focus. Does that I don't? Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. Like as the siblings, like we 're like glass children, because it's like people can see not because they mean to, mm. but it's like people see through yes us
0: I think it's kind of natural on. though isn't it, if they have more yeah. more needs, then you kind of feel like more attention gets uh, gets yeah. brought upon them because they've got they 've got to constantly think about things like the board or you know things of that nature where you have to you have to focus on these things because these things have to happen yeah. and in a, in a way it's, it it can be sort of complementary as in like well. You know they're fine you know we know that they're going to be cool and they're independent and stuff but i understand that sometimes you don't want to have that feeling like um that you're yeah that you're you are see through
4: yeah yeah exactly
2: <laughs> i think you summed it up really well as well because i think it is that conflict of what we spoke about because it's like i know why he needs that support and mm. i completely understand it like i'm not i'm not upset because i know it's needed i think it's just always there's those two sides of me of like I know it's needed and I completely understand it. And I'm on board with it as well. Like, I want the best for him. Like, how we're all, like, centred around him and want the best for him. But then there's also, like, the sibling side of me that's like, oh, like, what about me mm-hmm. sort of thing? Do they but, use my day? Yeah, yeah like, perfect. and I do get it because it's what you said. Like, my parents are obviously like, yeah, like, she's cool. Like, mm. she's got it. Like, so I think it is nice in a way that they obviously have they think that like i'm independent and i've got myself which i have but at the same time no matter how old i am there's still that part of you it's like oh like just like my mum and dad mm. so but yeah like, i
3: guess that is n- normal like because you were one day a, a, a little girl where you like you know, yeah you, you were 10 <laughs> or yeah. now, and i guess that sometimes is like I want my mama to look at me, at me, mm. not through me, yeah. at me. Yeah. <laughs> and I want them to see that I'm here as well, I like need things, that mm. I, I, I do things well. And sometimes I don't, you see, like mm-hmm. sometimes yeah, I make mistakes, yeah. but um, I, I want them to see me as how I am. And then yeah. I, I guess it's difficult now as an adult because we work as well in an autistic school and then we were in the sex exam, we understand, and then it's like, I do understand what they need, I do understand how, why. and. But at the same time it's like that little child inside that is like yes but i'm still here yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah exactly yeah i think you summed it yeah you summed it up really well um yeah yeah it's something that i think now as an adult especially like i've reflected on even more because i think as well it's sort of realizing as well because i know like growing up and i'm sure and you probably think the same that mm-hmm. Like it is normal, but then you think back as an adult, and you're like, actually, like it kind of, it kind of sucked. Mm. Like, <laughs> like I think back, like I, <laughs> like, <Say it. laughs> like obviously we, like I'm so glad we got to go on those holidays for that time being, and like mm. we got to go, and we did have that opportunity to a time. But it's like I think back to, like, what the people I went to school with, like how, like their relationship with their siblings, and like how they got to live life and I think as well from my seeing it like from my parents perspective like how much of their life they've needed to give up to support him Mm -hmm. and it's no it's no one's fault and like there's no resentment there at all but I think it is realizing like oh like we've actually had to give up like a lot Mm. and and I think as well it's it's a weird not dynamic but at the same time like I do have a sibling but at the same time it feels like I was an only child Cause I don't wow. have another yeah it's it's weird because I had obviously the benefit of like maybe not the benefit but I had the really good side of having a sibling like growing up together mm-hmm. like having that like young sibling to play with so I had that side of it but then that doesn't sort of translate into the adult side of having a sibling relationship mm-hmm. like yeah. um yeah it's more of it's more of like a carer like we asked obviously we are brother and sister like I'll always be there for him like I've always got him like no matter what um but it is that sort of care it is a carer dynamic it's Mm. not like a level playing field Um, sibling yeah it's not an equal sibling like Um, relationship which is which I've been needing to like navigate um as we've gotten older but yeah
3: I mean, interesting yeah mm. we'll talk about that later a little
0: bit more do you want to add anything Emily um
3: no no, no you okay for that one
0: cool <laughs> bye um so uh, so we talk about how the having a sibling with autism has um impacted your perspective as well and about mm-hmm. how um i i know that working with people with special needs they do give you so much back um personality wise and sense of humor and things like that Mm -hmm. and you you do get a lot of engagement and you learn things about yourself by working with them so i'm just wondering if um if having someone with autism in your family whether that's changed your the way you look at the world and um and how people can be different
1: it has changed my way how i look at the world because um because having a autistic brother makes me think that people are lucky to not have a disability and how they don't need how they don't need um, extra like treatment or um, help much help and it and it's quite overwhelming for people who have disabilities but people who don't are quite lucky, mm. Mm. and people should really see that that they they aren't autistic themselves. Ah, so being mm. thankful, yeah,
4: mm. very good.
2: That's a really good answer. <laughs> <laughs> you really yeah. yeah. know, if I Nobody can follow are. that.
3: <laughs> <You're trying laughs> <to
2: turn. laughs> Pressure yeah I think the exact the exact same as you um i think as well um yeah I definitely think i wouldn't i definitely i wouldn't be who I am today if it wasn't for him like a hundred percent um like I think it translated it's translated into like my like career as well, so I think like it's just it's just shown me like a like a whole a whole new world. Not not to quote Aladdin or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like a whole new world. Like I didn't even knew I didn't even know sort of existed. Um, like for example, I didn't even know that there were residential schools for children with autism. Like I didn't even know that that was a thing um, until yeah, my parents like went to tribunal and things to get Ben into his residential place. Um, yeah, so I think, like, it was my interest, like, in college, like, doing psychology, which then led to, like, wor- um, like working in special educational needs. Because I think I thought, like, if it's in my personal life, can I also do it as a job as yeah, well? But,
0: transferable skills, and uh, since it's, it's a passion as well. Yeah, yeah.
2: so I, I did that for, like, a few years. Um, and I definitely think I wouldn't have been able to do that job without having Ben as a sibling. I don't know what I would, I don't know what I would have gone into, which is now to fair, led into now I work in sort of the more mental health side of things. But I definitely think I wouldn't be where I am today without him, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah.
3: Emily, would you want to be when you are uh, older? What would um, you like to work in?
1: I would like to do like, Art or be an architect because that could help people with no homes or it could um help people with learning disabilities okay yeah like is it they're, yeah. they're most art therapy so they're and things yeah the mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Then or like teach people with disabilities how to do art so they could learn how so it could help them think of a career
0: it's lovely yes. and you enjoy doing art yourself don't you and yeah how- Oh, yeah. You like doing it a lot. Yes. Yes. It's, yes, your father told us about the mess you left in the yes. house. <laughs> of all the paints. <laughs> but paint. that's something that you, yeah. you'd like to teach them as well. Because if it makes you feel better, don't you think it will help um, people that have autism as well if they can express themselves in yeah. art? Like,
1: yeah. are, it's basically what you think and how you can present it in the ways that you want. Of like, if you feel different ways you can just like the girl with the balloon that was that was for the children with disabilities which was presented of mm-hmm. her letting go of a heart balloon
0: well that's lovely like the meaning behind it as well mm-hmm, yeah. yeah and I think that's why people find it really um comforting to do that stuff because you yeah. stuff that's in your head and you can make it real
1: yeah, yeah. Mm. that's why I like art.
0: it's lovely
3: good um do you remember any particular difficult moment or a really good moment or difficult moments, like challenges that came at home? So for you would be challenges, Amy. For mm. Emily it would be like a difficult moment that you remember or a really good one.
1: Um, I don't actually have very difficult moments with him, but there's one that I think, um might have been difficult of him trying to do things on his own and not listening but he ended up having to because it was bad for him as he just kept trying to do it by himself but he didn't know that that could affect him and how much he needed help in his life mm-hmm. they don't really realise it but and who went had? We did, um, me and my parents as a family to help him out of what he wants to do when he's older and the difficulties that he's gone through which he does not realise to be where he is. But he doesn't appreciate that he's here now and he's got his, his dream running up like his YouTube channel. (laughs) <laughs> but he just needs to realise that he's not going to become rich or famous, but he's going to... He's determined he wants to be rich and famous. He's, like, he's trying not to say it, but we all know that he wants to be... He thinks that he can post one video up and he has, I don't know, a million subscribers at once. Mm-hmm. And we just... He, expects a lot more from that when it might not happen okay so we need to work on that
0: and he needs to the, yeah the he needs to realize that there's lots of work as well that he needs yeah. to do to get to get all those yeah. views and things he but f- he he wants to focus on the videos but there's lots of other stuff he,
1: want, he like mm. he's watched this person called smg4 which is is one of his favorite youtubers and he keeps on saying smg4 started when he was 11. why didn't i do this before and he says to me because i do art that well done for finding out what you wanted to do earlier. I think you're gonna make it better but better than me in life, which I don't believe. He's done well, but he doesn't realise at all.
0: I see, well he's still trying to be supportive though in what he's saying, isn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah. And he's obviously very proud of you. Yeah. Yeah. it's lovely. Well
3: you have a, a long years in front of you to find out what's going too Exactly. To yes, yeah. bye.
1: It will pick up. <laughs> <laughs> He wants to learn how to be like... There's a game called Assassin's Creed and he wants to learn how to do parkour and he's like, oh, why didn't they teach us this in years when I was at school? <laughs> it annoys him. Because he wants to be able to jump on houses and be like... <sighs> <laughs> he's even got like these hidden blades which is like... It's <clears throat> quite... But, like... He's even got a body armour. <laughs> for motorbikes, when he doesn't drive one. He,
3: he, will, he will realize, I think you're doing
1: amazing, <laughs> didn't you? He thinks he wants, he thinks he'll be like an assassin. I don't <laughs> but he wants to be Batman for some reason. He's training to be Batman. So when we're in the kitchen, he's coming out of the shadows. He's like, hello, <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, oh my God. <laughs>
4: Sounds like he has lots of fun. Yeah, he does. <laughs>
3: Any particular challenges that you face as a sibling or Uh, as a family or joys or good things?
2: Yeah, so I'd say the main challenges um, that we have experienced was um, his um, sort of aggressive behaviour that he can can show. like because there have been particular periods where he really struggled when he was maybe around a teenager and especially as well during covid as well because he'd gone to his residential provision and then they needed to shut it so then he came home probably didn't know what was going on why all those transitions
0: home. happening yes yeah. Yeah. And
2: then COVID. All, yeah and so right. he wasn't able to go mm-hmm. out either so i think he really struggled with that um which I think we all did, to be fair, but especially for the, for him, because um, at least we had the understanding of maybe why it was happening, whereas he just thought there's been a change and I have no idea why, and I don't know what is going on. Um, so he would get quite angry and sort of show, yeah, like aggressive behavior. Like he might, so he's got, like, my dad to the ground, like, by his hair and has, like, done it to me. And there's been, like, times when I've needed to go into work and there's been, like, scratches on my face and things. So I'd say that is the ma- the main challenge. But, that, um, but I think the main difficulty from that was that I think understanding it because it wasn't in his nature like he Mm -hmm. from even when he was younger he was never necessarily aggressive like it was only when he really struggled that Mm. we would see that side so I think sort of coping with that but I think him going to a residential provision really helped with that but I think then the challenge from that was like the acceptance I think seeing it from my parents of them accepting that they can't cope with him at home anymore. Like dropping yes. him off at the first, mm. that first, very first time was really hard. Like I remember seeing, like seeing my mum crying, like when like we dropped him off and that was really hard. Um, but I'd say the good part is like how much, how much he can make us all laugh (laughs) um and it's like a joint thing as well and i know they say that um like when you meet one child with autism like you've met one child with autism and it's just so true like because i know that there are some like not myths but i know some people think like oh sometimes people who have a diagnosis of autism like don't like they struggle to have a sense of humor but like that is not him at all like He'll just say <laughs> he can just be so cheeky sometimes, and he knows, like he knows, like what he's saying. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's just able to make us all like us all laugh. Um, yeah, he is cheeky, but it's really nice because I think that make I don't say that makes it worth it, but I know the difficulties that can come along with like supporting a child or young person with sort of moderate to severe autism that. It can be difficult to have that bond with them, not to, to come out in the wrong way, but mm-hmm. because he has such an amazing personality, it makes it, it makes it that, it makes it so much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, bless I think he probably
3: would have been a lot on his like you need to find I always say to people when they can know, it's like guys you need to find the click. It's like they have a switch. The problem is that the switch is not always where you expect it to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just need to find the switch. It's finding those things that they like. It's finding I think sometimes at some point you feel the click actually like something has connected. And they're like, oh, because he's responding a year. It's like, mm-hmm. I think that happens to the children that we have a lot of oh, because they're not yeah. But the, those ones and they are bearable, I think it's the same. It's looking for that. Yeah,
0: and it's usually it's those personality like what, traits, what, what isn't which it? Which
3: need to put in yeah. there. And then there we go. It's, it's when you feel that it's with you and we forget that they have personality, do they? Like, it? And they yeah. are amazing. I mean, that's
0: where people. the clicking comes in, isn't yeah. it? Is, when, is with their sense of humor and things like that. Yeah. I think um, that's mm-hmm. what sort of shines through. And, and I, I think that sometimes I click with kids um, um, when when I'm working at, at London School, but sometimes I think it's like a, a slow sort of like... Um, like a, a light switch slowly turning on and then yeah, you slowly yeah, yeah. get get into their world because some of their worlds are very abstract and, and that's yeah. the other thing is that we've we see the world in, a, in this way but they see it in a different way and sometimes you just need to kind of invade that space a little bit if they're, if they're comfortable with you being there and then you can mm-hmm. start to understand them a bit more.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. I think there's a lot in what you said about them you getting used to being in their world as well like that's Mm. definitely true for ben as well like when new people come into the house he might he's (laughs) he'll he'll be shy he even and he's even said this what i mean when he has like a good sense of humor because someone might come to the house like ben like come say hello he'll be like i'm "I'm shy (laughs) and we're like come on um or yeah so i think it takes him a while to get comfortable but Mm. once he is like, he'll ask you for things. And I think what's come to my head now about the sense of humour side of things, so one thing that he might do is um, he might, like, get a snack from the cupboard or something... Mm -hmm and that maybe he's not supposed to have or like he's got like because he'll always come to me as well if he, if he wants a snack like he'll come to me first I'm like hmm I wonder why because like you know that mum will say no and then he'll and he might do it like have got a snack and he'll be eating it and he'll, but he'll look at like whoever he's with yeah he might point at you and then like do that and then we'll be like but if you're the one that's eating the snack not us like don't project it onto us like we know what you're doing But yeah, it's just like, that's like a good example. Canham does that all the time in the shop. Does he? So
1: he gets things for free as he works there. And he has this giant black bag. (laughs) And in it, there's always something like these giant bags of sweets that our family share. And he just, he goes to the house. And then he's like, I'm doing nothing. And he just walks in and we're like, what's in the bag? And he's like... <laughs> <laughs> and he just goes into his room and then one time when I was playing video games with him, I saw that there was a packet of um Oreos in there, a mm. like some leucosate and <laughs> <laughs> it <was laughs> Is he not sharing with you and says to you like No, he's just like these are mine, I'm keeping oh. them <laughs> And it's always funny when he um he likes to, um, as the black bag, when he brings it home, he, as he tells nobody, he normally brings a cover-up such sa- as he um, gets something else like a sandwich and puts maybe like a reduced sticker on it to make it look like he hadn't bought it. So then he wouldn't get, um, so he wouldn't get caught out, which is very funny, <laughs> which, I, which I love about him. Which is just... just.
3: Um, I was thinking, like, listening to you, it's a, a question probably pop out of my head. Normally the, the siblings, we are uh, the ones that they know about girlfriends and boyfriends and things like that. And then you have a secret one, like, I'm um, seeing a guy or a boy, you know, like, and mum and dad don't know, I don't tell them kind of thing. Um, have they said something about that? Are they at a stage of thinking about... Um, partner somehow.
1: Callum said that once a year ago, so he used to have this friend called, I think it was um, Sophie or something like that, and he said, me and Sophie are good friends, we're, um, we're going to the movies or something, but then he stopped seeing them as she went somewhere else to a different college. Okay, because, but, um, And you
3: were the secret keeper. So mom yes. and dad are not
1: supposed to hear these, yeah? No, they uh, <laughs> they they knew about it, and um, my dad just used to joke about it, and he was like, "Ooh, Sophie's coming," <laughs> and it was just <laughs> his face. It would it would be like, <laughs> <laughs> but it was just funny after because then he'd bite lighten up, and he'd joke back at him, mm. which is
2: very nice
1: to see.
3: Okay.
4: <laughs> has been
2: i would say because of his um sort of the severity of his autism and sort of the additional learning difficulties as well i think that um aside that i'm not i'm not going to get to like see which is yeah which is sad to be fair like but they but like growing up i still I, when he maybe was at school and he was at college like if he had a if he had like a favorite support worker like we would sort we would sort of know or like if there was a girl that he got on with like who's in his class like we would you'd be able to pick up on it um but no that is something that i think um even from a parent perspective and maybe more from, so from a parent perspective than a sibling perspective but I guess when you have you realise how severe their needs are that you like mourn the person that they could have been mm. Um so like the sense that like he's never going to be able to learn to drive like and he loves going out in the car so he would have like loved that like he's not he's not going to get married like he's not going to get to have his own family um so I think from that side of things, it's 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 hard. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I would have loved I would have loved to have that side of things. <laughs> <laughs> definitely would have kept a secret for him as well. <laughs> <laughs> He's
1: definitely gonna be a favourite uncle if you have kids. Yeah, Being I really hope yeah. so. Yeah,
2: yeah, how is with your fatness? Um, how is Ben with when mm. I brought boyfriends to the yeah. house? It's like um, good question. Um. He, so he, he's the same with everyone to be fair, so he starts like being shy but then once he like gets comfortable he'll start like, you could, you know when you're starting to like get in with him because he might ask you to do something or he'll like say their name or like if he wants your attention and he's being a bit lazy he might like come and get you or like, like tap you and then be like, to be like come here. that's a good question because, like, growing up, there has been a few that I've like intri- like introduced mm-hmm. him to, um, and he's he's always like taken it in a stride, really. Um, um, not to say that there were loads, another yeah. um, <laughs> 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 <love> secret, <laughs> but um, no, whenever I have. Yeah, he's he's dealt with it really well. It's never really been an issue. I think maybe there has been times when I think... Like, he might have said, like, an ex's name. Like, maybe asking, like, oh what happened to them? Because maybe there's the... Oh... But you're introducing him. Like, what? Mm. What happened to the last one? He's he's
0: made that association with that person. So, like, one week you
2: have one in the next week, you're like, no. Not that bad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell
4: anyone. So we're
3: talking about keeping the secret about love and then if your brothers are in that position and that question came to my head because we normally tend to think about many stigmas and misconceptions about autism and one of them is they don't love people, they are not interested in having a partner or like a boyfriend and a girlfriend and that is wrong because we can tell that people with autism end up in couples and they can build a family etc. So did you find any a stigma or a stereotype that people had told you and no, knowing that you had a, or knowing that you had a sibling with autism and you were like, wait a minute there, let, let me clarify this,
1: um, did they I say something? I know once that somebody said to Callum that you're not going to make it in life as you have disability, which wow. got him upset. But I calmed him down, which was quite hurtful for him as he was starting to make his first video then. Mm -hmm. But he still kept going because he said, Don't, if you, there's no such thing as try, just do. And if people bring you down, don't listen, just keep going. Mm
3: Wow, well done. And did you say something to that person?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know who it was, but I, s- I said to people in my school just to be aware th- of people that have disabilities mm-hmm. and how they could feel.
3: Yeah, good. I know they're not no, done, yeah? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do no, no, for, no, no, for the next one. <laughs>
2: Is it gonna be Aladdin again? <laughs> no, maybe not another Disney film. No. Um Um good question. Um I think um just in life in general, like you do hear maybe people who don't know much about autism that people do say things like I know I met, touched upon it earlier, like maybe not having a sense of humour or Things like um, they're not very good at um, either like being in tune to others' emotions, um, and I would say that could be true to an extent. But there are times when, like I've been upset, or my mum's been upset, like we've been crying or something, and Ben has come up to us and like been like in the way he says it, he'd be like, "What's up?" <laughs> like so, he does have. That side of thing, mm. like, well, or so, he certainly
0: recognises it. Yeah, yeah,
2: like he may not, necess- but I guess because of his learning difficulties as well, mm. he wouldn't really know how to support. But he, I've definitely seen it from him. Like he has, he does have like a very caring side to him. Um, but yeah, in terms of, st- I, I would say those are the only stereotypes really. Um, I think the thing I find most difficult is when people use like, so it might have, so for example, they, I remember when I was in school and they were talking about, it came up in conversation, like the school that my brother went to and, um, and they just use like a really, I don't even like to repeat it, but it was like a really politically incorrect, like word for like, those maybe with autism or learning Mm disease and things like that and that was really like hard to hear I remember that happened a few times throughout school and I remember it happened as well in a science lesson and I just had to like was it English or science I think it was a science lesson I had to go out because I just started crying because it's like it's really hurtful Mm -hmm. and I don't think people i don't think people understand how hurtful it can be they don't like, get the impact no, they don't when it's not it. a personal
0: thing to them yeah they don't, yeah
2: yeah they don't get it at all and it's even happened like where people have used that word like or words like that um even when i was at uni as well and i think being an adult like it is a not easier to cope with but i guess there's more like reasoning of being like, well, I, I, not to excuse it, but like they're probably just saying, cause they don't understand. Like if they were in the situation, they wouldn't mm. say things say like that. that. But I think there is a long way to go in terms of the general acceptance. Like I don't mm. think society in general is very autism friendly, isn't very like if you're that. different. Mm. Yeah, 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 mental health wise, if you're different, like, it's not very like forgiving or accepting Mm. and i think we've still got i think we still got a long way to go like just because like i know i said the reason why they're probably saying it's because they don't have that experience or don't understand but i think there could be more about that that actually some people do go through that and you should be a bit mindful of what you say but i don't know that's what i've what I found personally the most difficult and that did have like a big impact on me
4: yeah
0: because they're not seeing the big picture that there's the, a the spectrum and that there's lots of different yeah. variants involved in in how a, ca- a character will turn out in the end yeah. and that you can't just label them with this and that
3: yeah exactly yeah yeah well I was reading on, on social media the other day like things like don't use uh, I'm, a, I'm a little bit OCD or I'm a little bit autistic or I'm a little bit it's like guys don't, don't say that as a mm. joke or as a Oh, I'm a little bit whatever that's mental health conditions that some mm. some of the things that we say is a mental health condition that people suffer and people that they are there they they have difficult moments and they went through or they go mm. through difficult moments don't use it as a oh, I'm a little bit like a, a joke or yeah
0: because again they're only seeing like one thing, a
3: characteristic they? of you mm. thinking that something I don't know that you are being but it, it become you you're turning at something positive in your convenience, but then society punishes them or treats them like. No, as positive as they should mm. that in yeah. sense like we have like a double double
0: yeah because like like yeah the the OCD yeah. thing you know everyone thinks that means oh I must be neat and tidy and all this sort of stuff but I you know, my wife has OCD and it's yeah. very different it's in ability. reality yeah. in reality it's about a um, sort of uh, having repetitive thoughts yeah. and things and and sometimes it comes out as I want this to be a particular way but there's actually a lot it's a lot more complicated than that yeah. and because they're just seeing that one thing I can understand why they might just say oh, I'm a little bit OCD or what have you but when they see when they see the big picture about what what they're actually expressing they they wouldn't do it it's like
1: people saying stop acting blind like when you can't see something Mm. which is Mm. a bad thing to say because people are going through things that like they might be blind and it might be really hard for them but people just say things like are you autistic or what and that's just it's rude to other people mm. yeah. do children mm-hmm. say that at school? some people say I mean, it, it's just not yeah. it, no it's not right we had right.
0: someone here who, who was autistic and he said that that, that that got said to him when he was at school as well and they said oh what what's wrong with you are you autistic? like it was something wrong you know." and I think that's the perspective that mm. needs to shift is that there's nothing wrong with this person they just think in a different way
1: yeah. Yeah, that's all it is people just need to feel what it's like to have a disability mm-hmm. yeah
3: Thinking about adults, um, probably Amy, that's more for you,
1: Um,
3: how can we put that, Uh, even though I warned you before, (laughs) so you are in the position now that you know that, so we grow up and then I think we talk about that, like you normally, if you have a sibling, uh, people get married, have kids or not, have kids, so Mm -hmm. they have the continuous, the continuum of life, is it like um, we become? biggies and then we need to do uh, bigger people mm-hmm. um, things. Big people things. Yeah. yeah. Growing <laughs> um, up know stuff. Growing up you stuff. Have <laughs> <laughs> when you have a um, sibling with learning disabilities, things change a little bit. And I guess how these change, especially bearing in mind, and I don't want to be negative, I think it's life, mm. that your parents won't be there forever. Yeah. How does it look like for you? Or how it's projecting for you mm. from that side?
2: Um. Good question. Um, Yeah, it's hard um, because I know, like, I know what's coming. um, And I know, like, because how things are at the moment, um, like, yeah, my parents have been amazing. Like, um, like, my dad's, like, sole focus, like, is like make sure that Ben's getting is getting what he needs and it's like a full it's a full time okay. like yeah it is a full time job basically for him um like making sure that he that Ben gets what he needs um and in fairness like he like he has been amazing like how he's like gotten Ben like what he needs so far but yeah i am aware that at a point that yeah they're not they're not gonna be here at some point, sorry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, um, and it is hard, like, to have that thought. Um, yeah, and I think, yeah, I know, like, what's coming, and I think, like, as I've gotten older, um like I've started to understand more like how like big it is. Mm. Like how can I say? Like I think this what some people can't like maybe relate to at my age. Like maybe they're like thinking about like getting married or like like buying a house with someone and starting right. that life and thinking of like maybe like I wanna have like kids soon or I want or that's like the life plan. And to think that that's the first time that they're going to have to be, like, responsible for someone else. But it's, like, I I might already have... Like, I already have that. Maybe not right now, but I know, like, in the back of my mind that, like, I am going to be responsible for Ben, like, at a point, and which is, like, which is completely fine. And, like, I know... Like, when it's when it's my time, like, I will, like, step into that role. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I wouldn't want, like, anything to happen to him and, like, I'd want the best for him. Um, yeah, so it's just knowing... I don't know if I've just taken on too... or thought about it too early, but I think as well another reason why I'm thinking about like, my career prospects and, like, where I want to go in life as well, is that like I'm always in the back of my mind thinking, like, I want, like, a good job so that if anything were to happen, like, to Ben and stuff, like, it's not, it's not just me that I need to think about now. Like, I've got, I've got someone else to think about. Um, like, if he ever needed anything, that I would be able to, like, support him in that way. And I think, like, because I hope... Yeah, I really hope one day that I'd be able to have, like, a family of my own and stuff. And it's about, like, I'm already starting to think, like, how how am I going to balance that? Like, it's not just, like, my sole focus isn't just, like, say, for example, I would have, like, a husband and kids. Like, it's not just that. It would be, like, okay, I've got Ben and I've got all these other, like, other people as well. So I think, for me, like, an important decision would be like that potential person that I would be with, they need to like, they would need to know that, mm-hmm. like what I'm not gonna, not gonna have to face, that makes it sounds bad, but like what support I would need to give to him is something that they would need to support me with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I I need someone who's gonna like help me with mm-hmm. it. Um It's part of the building
3: the family, I guess, that that person will need to count, uh, it will need to come into that project. It's like just kind of like a personal project at the moment, you will build your family, which is another project between you two, Mm. and then I guess that Ben's project will come up Mm. together project. It needs to be part of your family. Yeah. And then that person needs to be involved somehow. You cannot just put it aside, I guess. needs to be yeah. sp- flexible
0: and yeah. supportive and, yeah. and all that sort of jazz yeah. so that you can you can provide him with support and then you have support yourself. Yeah,
4: exactly. And
0: I, I suppose, it is, is it kind of like a bit of a pressure that maybe you feel to try and make that dynamic work? Yeah. And it kind of, um, kind of because it's always on your mind sort of thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I get that. Yeah.
2: All, yeah, like always on my mind as well because I'm always thinking as well, like, how... Yeah, how would that, like, alter like that potential dynamic and things and how would they fit like how would they fit Mm. into my family situation um but yeah um yeah it's just like i know like i know i can do it like Mm -hmm. i like i know i'm gonna do it like when my time comes um but yeah it's just like i want to make sure that i'm in the best possible place for me personally, like I've got all my stuff sorted that I can be like, okay, mm-hmm. like I know what's needed of me and like, I'm, like, I'm ready to now take, take it on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm. it is, it is a lot.
0: Well, I can tell that Ben is very, is very lucky because you're very, you obviously love him very much. Oh, and we thanks. can see that. Yeah, I do. We can see that. I, I yeah. think like
3: when you build a, when you build a family with someone, and I think we are parents and probably we can take you from there um, and we have parents on the other side of the cameras. Like when you build a family with someone, I guess that that person needs to be there for the good and the bads. I mean, mm-hmm. I think my sister has a saying that to go for beers, to go for beers with people is really easy. It's not that easy when it's like with the difficult times. And really, build a family is with is, is with a person with a person that goes there for for the good and the bads, mm-hmm. and then and the difficult moments and the easy moments and. You know, you need to balance it up. It's not always the jolly jolly. Yeah. So I'm sure that you will find a person that is like, look at me, I, I love you, and this is how it is. Mm. No matter what comes ahead, we will face it together. It's always, it's always and I And this is how it should be. Yeah, it's ahead. about
0: learning as you go along as well. My father, when, when um, he found out that um, I was going to have a boy, the first thing he said is, there's no such thing as a professional parent. So there's no such thing as, as someone that can just do it. You have to just sort of go along the journey. Mm. Mm. You're allowed to make mistakes because you certainly learn from them. <laughs> or, or I have, you know, when I've made mistakes, I've, I've learned not to do that again. And I think that's that's it. It's just a journey, isn't it? You know, at the end of the day.
3: Right. So thank you for that. That's OK. I know you're for you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> I know, that's fine.
3: Um, right. Ladies, what would you tell? We need advice now. Um, we arrive right into the end and we normally close with like a, like a, a quote and a, advice to people. So we need advice for those siblings that they are listening to us in the other side of the podcast. Um, and they are thinking like, oh, wow, I'm in this situation or "Wow, I'm thinking like that. Or, or they are a little bit like overwhelmed with all this uh, autistic situation uh, or the sibling with autism and then all the difficulties and joys that come along. What would you tell them?
1: What would you tell to those siblings? Um, I would tell them to find out what your sibling um, is interested in mm-hmm. and understand them and just follow on of what they want to do and listen to them and what they need so you can help them out and understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Mm. that's great
2: Um, I feel like mine is a bit similar to yours like I would say like I think now as well especially like because there's more awareness and things about it that when you maybe people hear the word autism and stuff that a lot comes to their head but I would say like maybe like see through the label like and just get to know like it's sort of similar to what you were saying like get to know them as a person like don't like don't focus on the label like they are their own person and they are not they're not their label like yeah. it might contribute some of the difficulties that they may have but doesn't make them any less of a person at all but, yeah
3: Good. and if we were to the wider community so remember that we have professionals parents uh, we don't know who is hearing i will tell you the countries that they are listening to us across the board <laughs> so to everybody that is out there what would you tell them what would you um, what would you want to tell them like a message or something that you want them to see like I get that
2: it's um, a really good question isn't it <laughs> Maybe
1: don't judge a book by its cover oh, that
2: was a good one good phrase
4: yeah. good <laughs> phrase Might good talk. phrase <laughs> we're
3: only 10 years old Yes, Porton, ladies and gentlemen that really good Well, yeah. thank you that's a, that's
2: a good um, anything to add? oh god how Any am I going to follow that? <laughs> 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 um Oh. I know what
1: to say. Yeah say, it. You <laughs> yeah, say, say it. yeah, say it. Um... Don't... Wait, what was I going to say? I <laughs> think
3: <laughs> there's people, like, there are teachers, there are parents. There are parents that are in my struggle now, like, finding a, a... ..a diagnosis, like, you know, it's all this community out
1: there. It's always about their personality, not how they look like... That's not how they act or not how they have special needs.
3: Mm. Like we love them for who they are not for what they do. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: Right, so with this message, I think yeah. it's time to close. Cool,
0: no worries. Uh,
3: thank you for coming today. Thank you very
0: much, guys. So
3: we close here. Thank you for being with us. And then till the next one,
4: Stay on the, on the spectrum.
0: spectrum.